brought to you by Brass and Unity. We make wearable conversation starters. Our new buddy check packs are available now. Grab one and check on one of your closest buddies. They may need it now more than ever. Go to brassandunity.com, use the code UNITY and get 20% off. And let's all heal together. And brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat flip-flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. To help support the podcast and in support of women in developing countries, head over to combatflipflops.com and become a part of their unarmed forces today. Be sure to use the code UNITY at checkout and get 25% off. And brought to you by GFDA. Good fucking design advice. The voice in your head and the foot up your ass. GFDA makes prints, drinkware, and apparel for people who want to do their fucking best. Go and use the code UNITY and get 10% off now on anything on their site, including our collaborative product, Fucking Help Somebody. And brought to you by Daisy May Hat Co., the custom hat company based in Nashville, Tennessee. They make custom one-of-a-kind hats from wide-brimmed fedoras to cowboy hats. All of their hats are 100% beaver felt, and it's the highest quality hat you can get. They also have the coolest shirts ever. You can use the code BRASS at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Go and check out daisymayhats.com. Embrace the fever. Live the dream. And brought to you by Midday Squares. Have you ever tried a Midday Square? They are the first functional chocolate bar and they're making waves. They're vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and non-GMO. They have 6 grams of protein, 4 grams of fiber, and omega-3s. Most importantly, they kill hunger, fuel your brain, boost your mood, and all from natural energy. They're everything a chocolate bar isn't and everything a protein bar wishes it was. Use the code KELSEY15 at checkout to get 15% off today. Here's the difference. I get scared when it comes to recording everything with us because every time we have a conversation, it goes off the rails like I've never seen. Between Jez and you together, you break my brain. Oh, I don't edit that much. I want people to see you. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. break your brain. A likely story, like it wasn't already like that when we got here. <laughs> it was cracked, not fully broken. You did, <laughs> you did it in. You did me in. That's what happens when I hey, you. you know that fucker. He's in America right now. He went to Vegas. I think it was Vegas. And now I talked to him earlier. He's in Florida, and he's not even coming to LA to visit. He's on our side of the pond, and he's not visiting. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what? Um, I think New York, Florida, uh, somewhere else, uh, Washington, maybe. And I just, I just booked a flight for me and my girlfriend. We're going to South Africa to visit the guys from Vet Four and do some yep. other stuff. And we had, a, I, I planned to stop over on the way there, on the way back. One on the way there, which I decided, you know, we'll stop in London. We'll go see Garay. Fuck that guy. You know what? I'm changing it to Paris and we're going to go hang out with cheese eating surrender monkeys instead of great. Oh, fucking flip. That's what happens when he doesn't answer. Give me his new number. Can you get me his new number? Because I don't have it. And yeah, that mother, okay. yeah, text I'll, it I'll to me. I'll send it to you. Yeah. You need to send it to me. Send it to me during this episode because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to FaceTime him while we're recording and go, you uh, were supposed to be in here. You're in the group. What happened? Well, well, I where did my phone go? I messaged him. We were talking earlier today about uh, mm. the the new book that we've um, got coming out with Harper Collins. Yeah, and I was like, bro, you should totally um, just hijack the show that I'm doing with Kelsey in a couple of hours. Yeah, and he said, 
he said, oh, that's old stuff. Yeah, we did spend a lot of time in strip clubs. That's yeah. definitely an old conversation. Yeah. Uh, he said, I'll be down at the beach, bro. I'm in Florida. I was like, you're in America. Give me, give me his number Still? right now. Give me his number right on, now. On, <coughs> on, on air? No, don't give it to me on air. Text it to me right now. Okay. Because I can't believe him. Copy. Uh, have I got you on WhatsApp or is it just text? It doesn't matter. We I, I message you on both of them. I think yeah, the only do. one, I don't think. It's very confusing. We, well, where the fuck do you want me to message you? Jazz was always on WhatsApp. So I thought I had to message him on WhatsApp. Well, and I suppose we you're the, in another, another country. So WhatsApp is easier. There, send. Perfect. Good. He's going to get a call here in a second. Yeah, and I'm should. going to I'm going and to blast him. He's going to be down on the beach in Florida instead of kicking it with us. I can't believe him. I'm genuinely disappointed. It's you not know, like he couldn't do it on his phone at the beach and showing me some boobs while we're at it. Well, I think that would have been the polite thing to do. That's yeah. what our group chat is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's okay, been slacking. I'm not going to lie. He's going to he's going to get it for this one. He's going to get it what's for this that, one. What's all that good stuff you got in the background there? Oh, so we got uh, my jewelry with the bullets, as usual. Oh, I, I still don't have one of those. What? Oh, yeah, yeah because I... I sent you a package. And remember your mug broke? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah he sent me a I broken was... present. This I is think... in symbolism of what you've done to my brain. <laughs> this this is what you and Jazz have done to me. Yeah. I'll send you some more. Are you still at your same space? You still at the same spot? Uh, same spot as the last couple of years, yeah. Okay. I'll send some stuff. And then I did a beer last year where we gave oh, all the what? money away to Honor That's House. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. you're, you're awesome. I'm all right. And then I got some some cool books. I've got, uh, this is The Terrace Whisperer. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, yes, he was, uh, was he on Joe? I don't know if no, he's he was, been on. He was on. No. He was on Grant. Yeah, he, he might have uh, been on his. Yeah, he was on uh, Veteran State of Mind. Yeah, that was a really good episode too. He's coming on next week, and That's I was awesome. Just had a charity event with him down in Texas. We were doing the Defenders of Freedom Golf Tournament, where I was shooting a gun with a golf ball and smoking a cigar, and it was. Where did you do that? In uh, Texas, in Fort Worth. Yeah. Man, uh, where was my invitation? I want to shoot guns. Do you want to come? Okay. Ball. Yeah. Okay. Good. I want to they do, do all the room. things. Well, listen, I haven't been invited on a shark trip yet. I didn't think we were that close yet, but now I'm starting to realize we are. So guess what, motherfucker? You're coming everywhere <coughs> now. Wait, I'm down. I'm down. Good. I just sit around waiting for Shark Week to tell me where I'm going. Good. Oh, do you like poetry? Say it out loud. Be honest. Uh, in the form of rap music. What about war? Like war, po- like war poetry. You'd like this. I, I, I can appreciate it, but I wouldn't read it. Yeah. He's really good, though. This guy's gnarly. He was a Marine. I had him on recently. Fucking wild, though. I thought that I was pinging and our episodes were popping, but <laughs> he was getting, he, I got him going and he's sitting there and he's, oh, you get me all revved up again. And I was like, yeah, buddy. I got that. And then I got a, a friend of mine, the captain, who's also been on speech therapy. Fucking hilarious. I'll send you a copy. Hilarious yeah. guy and smart. Super smart. So I got some people that I, you know, I'm promoting, not because they've asked, nice. but because I'm obsessed with all their writing. I mean, yeah, you... that's pretty much the only books that I keep now is um, yeah. 
stuff that people give me. Friends, yeah. Because I mean, at what point? At what point do your friends start writing books and you not like you have? I feel like it's you have to support them. That's incredible <laughs> if you're, you've got that caliber of a friend. I thought you were going to say, at what at what stage do your friends start writing books and you don't start writing a book as well? Well, exactly. That's another thing too. And it's who you surround yourself with. You know, what's really funny about that is I make the joke to many Navy SEALs. I ask them at the beginning of every conversation, what was the, did you choose to write the book first or was that after? <laughs> but I can't say anything because I've got one coming. So I'm just as much of a dickhead as anybody else. Yeah. I've got number four coming out. Fuck sakes, mate. Tell me all about him. I want to know because you got your, while you do that, I'm putting his number in my phone so then I can call him aggressively. Um, so tell me, what's the, <laughs> you've got, you've got the book I know you for, which I don't even have a copy of from you yet. So which one's that? Is that, that's the very first Literally one, any of your books have you never have. been sent to me. All right. Te- text me your address. Yeah. You think? Yeah. All right. God. Damn it. We're correcting so many wrongs today. So, okay. So, so the, what's the new, the new one that's out and about, sorry, this earphone is really pissing me off. Like, no, do your thing, man. I, I, I can't use my, uh, my AirPod pros because I went through the wash three times. And now when I talk, it sounds like I'm underwater, but, uh, so that happened to me on one of the biggest podcasts I've ever done, including on one of your episodes, you and I did. I My AirPods did the same, didn't notice it until our very first episode was over. Mm-hmm. And it happened with Ryan Villapoto's episode too. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so the, the book is out now, Uncaged. It is an updated version of my original book, which was released in Australia called No Time for Fear. But that book finished in 2012. And so there's been, you know, that was just when I was getting out of the Navy. There's been, right. you know, 10 years, a full decade's worth of adventures with Shark Week and moving to America and all the trials and tribulations of that, that fucking craziness. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I updated it. Durant helped me do it. Uh, and then we added all the new stuff. Uh, so it's pretty good. I like, I'm getting some really good feedback about it now. Uh, yeah. It's available. And then, then I got another book deal with Harper Collins from the UK, and they wanted to do a shark book. And so, you know, okay. I, I I wrote, I wrote some of the book, and then I had to go away. And uh, I was like, okay. So they, they asked me, who do you want your ghostwriter to be? I'm like, well, I only know one. So <laughs> <laughs> great on speed dial once again. Hey, bro. <laughs> what do you know about sharks? He's like, oh, fuck, fuck all, geezer. Uh, so oh, no. we, we put our heads together and uh, created this shark book with like, you know, fun facts and interesting stuff and then stories about me and sharks and you know, Mike Tyson wrestling sharks and me having a heart attack and all, all that good stuff. So that's not available. That's available in the UK in July. And I'm only discovering this. Like, it's kind of infuriating. They, they're not going to release it until January next year in America. Why? Why? Well, that's what I said. And I don't really understand. Uh, apparently, because of some reason, let's just blame it on COVID. Uh, books are too expensive to print in America now. It's That's cheaper what to they send said. them from the UK. And so instead of printing them in the UK and sending them to America and releasing them at the same time, like you would with, like, say, a movie, a television, like anything else, 
they're just going to wait until January. And um, that, But they want me to promote it on my socials. I'm like, I don't have a footprint in the UK. I don't yeah. think maybe six people know who I am. Yeah. So I'm just going to like torment all of my Australian and American audience with like, hey, here's my new book. It's really awesome. You should get it. But you can't. You can't. But, Eng- but England can. Um, and you know what Americans are like. If, you, if you're not first, you're last. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're just going to get pissed off and be like, well, if the UK's already got it six months later, we don't want it anymore. So Right, because it's not the thing to of, have. It's kind of infuriating getting a little cheesed off about it. I mean, I feel like you have a right to be, though. That's what the excuse is right now. They say at first the excuse was that everyone was freaking out during COVID, so they weren't buying anything. And then all of a sudden everyone was home and they were buying everything, every streaming service, every publisher. And then it hit a certain point. It's like, well, now they bought all these things. They bought all these projects, but paper's really expensive and distribution (laughs) isn't. And they got stuff in the pipeline. And I'm like, enough with your excuses. And now the Biden won't let us get things out of the port. Well, don't use a port. Ship by air. Pay <laughs> a lot. Pay all of your money and all of your profit to shipping. Do it. Yeah. That's so anyway, that's, that's me. I've been, I've been bouncing around doing some cool stuff. Uh, anything new with you? Yeah, yeah. Just working on a project you right a now. Book. What, what's the book? Yeah, I've I've had a book for a minute, but we haven't uh, finalized it yet. And so we're actually finally dealing with publishers right now uh, in New York. And it's just a memoir of just life, me previous to the military and then me through the military and then dealing with the bullshit since the military. So it's kind of like you're doing your your first book and then you revamped it and then you put that one out. I'm just kind of was about to put that one out, pulled it back, made it bigger and worked with better and then moved it forward. So awesome. we're doing all of that. And then um, we've got the a limited TV series that we're talking with. Um, we've got some people we have producers for, and we're working on that and kind of getting that all out into the ether. And it's, so it's kind of crazy. We got some stuff. We're moving and grooving. It's little bits. Yeah. It's, that's the key. Staying active, feeling like yeah. you're, if, even if you're not progressing, at least doing something to get you on the path to progressing because right. if you're just treading water, that's when like all the bullshit starts to creep in and you start to like drink more and smoke more and whatever. And then you get lazy and it's just that slippery slope. So like, I, like I don't really have much on for literally the next eight months. And so, you know, I've got shark week. I've already done two shows this year. Um, might be doing a show with the rock in a couple of weeks. I'm unsure. Um, and then, like, you know, I didn't get my first show until March this year. So I might go all the way through the second half of this year, all the way through to March with no show. And so right. it's kind of like, and I've done, you know, two books this year already. So I'm not going to do another damn book. I'm sick of writing. So what you what do you do? You know, you gotta you gotta get creative, you gotta look at what other people are doing, you gotta take inspiration from people like you and your series and uh, you know, whoever else is around. Um just to keep moving because I like you don't want to stop you don't want to stand still you don't want to like you you spend so much of your time especially in the military as a, a a pawn in the hurry up and wait game like you get to the point where you can do whatever the fuck you want and it's like all right let's let's keep going like and mm-hmm. you, you, when you, as soon as you stop moving it's like waiting through the sludge and it's like what is happening why am I not you know I don't have any more time to waste but you know, at the same time, that can be not a good thing as well because you got to sometimes take time out to just chill. 
I know it's hard. That's, I think, been the biggest thing for me is I've been working on a lot of these projects. You understand how film and TV and books and all that process works. So it's a, it's a little bit easier. It's not, it takes time. It's not something that can happen overnight. It's really quite frustrating because I, I work at like a mile an hour. Like I just, I just, I mean, a mile a minute. I just, I, I can't, I can't slow down. I do struggle with that. It is something I do work on to try to pull myself back out of it. Cause everyone keeps telling me like, it's okay to step back for a second. I'm like, no, it's not. That was never okay. <laughs> and then, so I'm constantly moving and like, if I, if I'm, if I'm going on a business trip for like one thing, all of us, all of a sudden I will have built like, I have one charity event. Now I have two charity events and I got this thing to go to and I got to go that to go to, and I got to meet these people. And I'm doing all of these different things because in, it feels like in order to be successful in, I don't want to say our, our group of people or in society, because you, you're not just in a certain community because you, you've done shark week because your story is a little more known. You've got your access to more of like the general public as well, rather than just say the vet community or the first responder community or the mental health kind of community, but you're mixed in with like the mental health you're mixed in with like shark week and like larger audiences. So it feels like the the only way to keep up and not even compete, but keep up and try to stay, I don't know, in the eyes or competitive enough that, that you can get the edge over the next person that's trying to do the thing that you want to do or the amount of podcasts or the amount of people or the level of people you have to be going every minute of every day, because I feel like if I'm not doing it, then one of the projects I'm working on won't move forward. And whether or not that's real, or that's just like me and my like OCD, very controlling mind, but that's how it feels. And I, but the moment it becomes all about that is the moment that you're going to pause anyway. You got to you got to remember yeah. why you're doing it. Like oh, exactly. when it becomes all about the competition, that's when you won't be doing a good job, and that's mm -hmm. when you'll burn out and it'll stall and it all just turns to shit. Like you got to remind yourself why did you start? Why are you doing it? Because it means something to your heart and soul. Not just right. because you want to compete, not just because you want success and you want to develop your career, but because it, it, it affects you in a positive way in your heart. So, you know, they're, they're right and step back. And sometimes it's not just step back and, and take a rest. Sometimes it's step back and look at and reevaluate why you're doing this. Because right. sometimes you might get to a point where it's like, oh, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. Like mm -hmm. I've been so focused on just head down, ass up, just drilling away at it i've i've not realized that i don't actually enjoy this mm -hmm. and so as soon as you don't enjoy it then what's the fucking point because you're never going to be great at it well that's what happens with i feel like a lot of people i think you and i are fortunate enough in in what we do it seems like that that drive for me has always been the same i i enjoy what i do every day and the the idea of not being able to do it is the thing that makes me more upset than anything in the world right so it's it's always being able to have that chance to do the thing i love and i'll never understand i i mean i will always understand yes that people have to make money to feed families and to have they have responsibilities you have to do a certain job you got to do what you have to do at the time to get by that being said if given the opportunity to go and do something different or change the way you look at your life, I don't understand how people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to walk through every door of opportunity. Otherwise you just stop and you'll never know your true potential, your true possibilities, the immense challenges, or the immense happiness that comes through overcoming challenges 
whether it's physical, mental, emotional, like you have to just say yes sometimes. Um, that's the only, only reason where I am, I am why I am where I am today is because I just said yes to things, even though I was terrified. Like my, mm-hmm. we spoke about this many times in the past. Like my biggest fears were sharks and public speaking. And mm-hmm. now I'm literally a shark diving public speaker because I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to see where this path leads me. And I, and it's so funny because I use you so much as a reference point when we're talking to our son about stuff. I'm not kidding. No, I'm not. Don't do that or you'll get eaten by a shark. Yeah. He pulled some (laughs) shit in Hawaii that scared me to death. I'm not kidding. There's been so many times I've talked to him about this and said, look, you know, there's a way to do things and it's, it's the way is to not get eaten by a shark. So when you're on the paddleboard with mom and we're super far out, I need you to not just decide that's the time to jump in and try to swim to shore. You're going to die. <laughs> and he did that. And I, and I, I said, I said, you're going to end up like mommy's friend. And he knows <laughs> because every time we go into Toys R Us and he sees like the discovery toys, they always have the boat with the shark cage and the shark and the divers. And he, we were at the toy store two days ago. I'm not kidding. And he goes, mommy, I think I want to talk to your friend. That's the iron man from the sharks. I think I want to talk to him on the podcast because he knows I do podcasting and he knows you've on, you're on the show. He'll ask me before I go to work, mommy, are you going to do the podcasting today? Who are you going to do the podcasting with today? So I'm going to, I think I'm anyway, I've, I've used you as a, as a reference point um, for decision-making choices in your life, because I think it's relevant, but I think it's also a great example of how it's really, I would think it, in my opinion, I think the, all of that and what happened to you strengthened you because I don't know if you would have turned out super Paul like now, which I'm assuming is kind of a good person under there somewhere, like deep down, like kind of. Um, I feel like you would have stuck in the military. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I could have seen you being like uh, Jez without the writing skills. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of. Like to be honest, I was looking for the next thing at that point anyway. Um, I really loved my job, but I didn't want to get promoted. Like I had no interest in being a dive supervisor at all. Like I joined to get in the water and play with bombs and do all the cool stuff. Um, And mostly, you know, on deployments, they're the guys doing all the cool shit, but day to day, like they're just sitting back watching you have fun. And yeah. so I just, I just had, I had no desire to get rank. And so it was kind of like, you know, that's part of the reason I left the army. I didn't want to be a Lance Corporal. I'd, I'd done four years of dragging my ass through the bush, being dirty and smelly and exhausted and starving. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. So, and plus I don't want it to promote me. I'm like, I don't want that. So off I go on to somewhere else and stay at the bottom rung again. Um, and so it was getting to the point, you know, after four years, I was just like, oh, what am I going to do now? It was almost like get out and become a PMC. But by that point, they weren't making the big bucks anymore. And it was just kind of like, fuck, now, I have no skills in the real world. <laughs> 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 what the fuck am I going to do with my life? I go back to being a rapper and working behind a bar in a strip club. I'm still um, waiting on that album. I'm still waiting on some uh, music for your intro that I want to play. On, it's it's on Spotify. Shut, shut yeah. up. Yeah. 
You'd Shut like it to be. Uh, you'd like it. You Shut your mouth right now. Yeah. It's just it's under called, your name. No, it's called Smokin' uh, without the G. So Smokin' oh, Hydro. H Y D R O. And now just remember, I'm a white guy from Australia. And this was 1998. But and, this is but, this is the song my, me and my crew opened uh, with for the opening of Snoop Dogg in 1998 in Australia. And what was the name of the? What did you guys go by? It was uh, the six. I think the album was called The Sixth Sense. Let me look because there's a couple that have came up. The sixth. Show me, show me the screen. Hold. Hold, please. Hold, please. What is all that stuff on your fingers? Tattoos. They've been there forever. Yeah, yeah but what? Like what are they? Uh, are, they are they runes? Runes? Uh, runes? A couple of them are like, yeah, they're like Norse. So this one just means that one means wolf. That one is for my son. I've got a couple of them that are. Oh, you got like, them on your hand too. Do you have to get the the palm ones updated frequently? Yeah, I've had them done about four times. They need they need to be touched up. Um, but and then this one's the uh, I was on the roof in Afghanistan when uh, a, someone who's had a it was a sharpshooter from uh, South Africa and he was lying down. He jumped down to get some ammunition because we were in an active firefight and he left his rifle. But I'm like the length of the rifle and it, <laughs> it he took some rounds to the buttstock, which is perfectly. Anyway, I have a picture of the round, but he took the case. He took the. He took it, obviously, because it was his gun. I was like, I feel like, I mean, that was made for my hip. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Know, but anyway, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work out. So I took a picture of it, and then I got it tattooed on my finger. Um, and then these ones are just dots of, like, some significance and, you know, all the fun all the fun bits. I'm trying to, okay, so tell me, is all it? The, all the fun bits. All the fun bits. Is it, right. is it, one, of, is it one of these? It's the top one. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> what are you going to play? Oh, hold on. It's playing in my AirPods. Hey. One second. I. Oh, God. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Down sense. Terrible. <laughs> I'm licensing this for your intro music. <laughs> Liked and saved. Wow. Uh, wow. That's that's a goodie. You haven't even heard it yet. Uh, that's, the... <laughs> that's a vibe, my friend. Um, yeah, it's all right. Like, man, it's been a, it's been an interesting life. There's been so many, so many chapters and so many cool stories. And you know, it's it's still going. Um I had like after you know after working with Will Smith and Ronda Rousey and Mike Tyson and then a bunch of comedians like Anthony Anderson and stuff and then um, I've always wanted to meet The Rock and they you know the production company messaged me the other day and they're like ah oh, we like I turned down a show on Shark Week um, the other day and it's the first Why? time I've ever turned down a show because they wanted me to work with Jackass. No, oh, no. They no. so they did a show last year and egged on one of the young guys. I think his name's Poopy. He's like a surfer or something. Okay. And he got he got bitten on the hand really bad. 
And my friend Craig, who's a shark scientist, hosted that show. And he was like, it was the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, and so they asked me to do the new one. I'm like, they actually got another show after one of them. Like, it's the first time that I know of that someone's actually been bitten on Shark Week, which is terrible publicity. Like, that's promoting the absolute wrong thing. And, you know, yeah. that would put that puts our career and our reputation in jeopardy. Why would you even do that again? And so I was like, fucking eat a bag. Um, and so that was, I think that was supposed to be my last show. I, I do like three a year. And so I call Shark Week. I'm like, have you got another show for me? Like, nah, that's the last one. And then two days, I was like, I was pissed. I was like, smoke out my ears. And then I get a call from another production company. Like, hey, uh, so we might have a show with The Rock and we want you as lead on it. And I was like, ah, yes. Amazing, yes. finally. So now I'm like eating all the food, lifting all of the weights, trying to get as massive as possible in like two weeks. <laughs> oh my God. So you're just bulking and going stupid over I'm there, just that... eating everything, but and it's, it might not even happen. Um, but at least Would it'll you... keep me off. The, it might at least keep me off the booze for a couple of weeks. I mean, I was just going to say, at least it'll make you be clean eating and all of that. That's going to be exciting. Now, what's the premise of it? Can can you, oh, do you know? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. No idea. I, oh, I, great. I, yeah, I don't really get a lot of notice. The the show that I did in March, they gave me three hours notice to fly to Brazil uh, for three weeks. So it was like, oh, they called me up. They literally said, hey, Paul, are you a man of adventure? And I was like, you fucking know I am. They're like, all right, pack your bags. You got three hours to get to the airport. You're coming to Brazil. So 30 hours of traveling from LA to Houston, Houston to Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo to Recife, Recife to Fernando de Noronha, and then on a boat for a couple of weeks diving with tiger sharks. And uh, yeah, it was oh. wild. It was wild. And then back from there, and then we jumped into a show called Monsters Under the Rig. So diving under the oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico off of Texas. Ooh. Yeah, very cool. Like skull hammerheads, massive tiger sharks, tiger sharks at night. Uh, we were looking for Mako sharks, and I think the science team found some in another area, but we didn't get one at all. But it was like there was sharks there, and these are these sharks have never seen a human being in their life, and so they're right. very standoffish, and they can detect. It, 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 this isn't scientifically backed, but it feels like they can detect when they're just out of your line of sight but they uh -huh. can still sense you. And so they'll circle you in the murk without letting you know they're there. And it, like you do it at nighttime and we, there's two of us, three of us, and we're going down to about 60 feet. We're, we're at mid water, so 30 feet. And all of a sudden this massive female tiger shark just comes out of the dark, just kind of hovers in the water right in front of us for a couple of seconds and then pull and just slowly swims back off again. And you just, it's like pitch black everywhere and you're just in this little dome of light and <laughs> massive tiger shark comes out and looks at you so it's kind of like they're there they're there that was just a brave one like they're everywhere around us right now they start seeing things and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's good fun keep you on your toes yeah, I mean, I don't know though. That's that's far. I, I listen. The night diving thing freaks me out. I'll do the day dive all day long with you, but it's the night dive that it. There's some, mm, there's something about it, man. Yeah. I don't know that distance, and then just 
it could just, aha, uh-huh, I see, I get uncomfortable yeah. and then I get my weird tisms start happening. <laughs> well, it's, it's better doing it this way because um, at least you've got the cameras and you've got the lights. You know, when right. we were doing it in the Navy, <laughs> there's no lights. <laughs> there's none of that. You're underwater for three hours on pure oxygen rebreathers going from point A to point B. It's not like you're in the, you know, what we do for Shark Week. We go down and sit on the right. bottom and just sort of, Oh, I wonder if any shark's going to turn up. Here's some food. Um, we're like swimming for miles and miles underwater. You it could encounter anything. This is Australia. <laughs> so it, it blows my mind that no one has been attacked. Has anybody been attacked that you know of doing with the rebreathers? Uh, no, the guys did. Uh, they were using this sonar equipment a couple of years back, and they did get like a massive 14-foot shark. Uh, bounce back off one of those but they i don't think they ever actually saw it okay but no one no one that i know has been bitten at all like it's incredible it's just you literally yes me (laughs) (laughs) so lucky i'm so lucky (laughs) i mean see like that don't do that you do that every time you're terrified. So lucky. It. Well, it's you're you're lucky in that you're alive from it, and it's oh, giving I'm you so purpose. Lucky. I am. Look, my life is bullshit good. I will never complain. Yeah, you know, we've. We, I think most of us have seen the worst that the world can offer, and we are very far from that scenario. Even if you got to put on a limb or two, like life is still better than living in those shit holes. Uh, (laughs) so you know uh, you you can't not be grateful for all the blessings you have okay look i look out over the computer and there's a beach behind the screen i get to wake up every day and see that and live on the marina with my dog in america i train at gold's gym and see you know arnold schwarzenegger says hello to me in the mornings and it's just what a cool life that has come out of such a shit circumstance and you know, I'm I'm nothing special either. Like I'm a big dummy. Um, I'm so stupid that I don't even have PTSD. I like I <laughs> I went I went through like work, most people's worst nightmare, and there's nothing wrong with me because I'm too stupid to know that it was really horrible. <laughs> so I am not that intelligent. Uh, I just like <laughs> uh, so. Um, oh man. But, but that's why I like being around you, though, because you're such an uplifting person and you just don't even realize how ridiculous it is <laughs> that what, <laughs> what happened. Like you just you just like completely space out at the reality of what it is that happened to you. And I I think that's why I find you so fascinating and fun to be around, too, though, is because you're lighthearted. You get that there is opportunity that's being thrust upon you and you're just like not afraid to just take it on and be like, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? It can't happen twice, though, right? Yeah, I, surely, surely. <laughs> well, I mean, you would like to think. What have you been up to? What have you been up to? I see that uh, last since last time uh, we spoke, somebody has a, a very nice looking female edition. Yeah, yeah, I scored a, a missus. Um, yeah, she's she's pretty wicked. Uh, vegan too, which is nice. Um, yes. just like, I don't have to smell that glorious meat cooking in the, in the pot anymore. Like I did with my ex, uh, me and the dog just like, oh, fuck, it smells so good. Drooling. Can't pity. I can't eat it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, so that's good. She's she's a stunner and she's got the biggest heart, just a sweetheart. So very lucky there. We're, we're heading off to South Africa together. I'm going to stop by Prague on the way home, which is her um, her family's country of birth. Well, one of them anyway. You know, we're all mutts. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so London, sorry, sorry, Paris now on the on the way to South Africa. Yeah, yeah, jazz. Uh, and Prague on the way home. Um, but yes, I, I acquired a girlfriend, a dog, a cat, and oh, uh, a cat now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've got the whole shebang. Wow, yeah. and she's, the she works. She uh, yeah, steady up. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> although I don't have a lot of time to waste. I'm forty five now. Um, I know. I'm a little bit older than her. So, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Did you rob the cradle? You did it, didn't you? Oh, you did it. You robbed the cradle. Yeah. Okay. I figured. Well, she, she robbed the old person's home. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's the reverse. Okay. Tell, tell yourself. I, you need look, I, I have no game. And so, like, I don't know how to pick up chicks. And she's hot. And I'm just old and robot. So I would blame her for robbing the geriatrics home. I mean, we can take it. Uh, that's yeah. obviously not true. I think all of us are aware of that. So that's fine. But I think for for her sense, she's going to need some like she's going to need some support from just having to be attached to you now. I feel like. Oh, she's like I think I've given her at least six coronaries already. Hey, you! Have you checked in with yourself today? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Have you had enough water? This is your midday check-in, brought to you by Midday Squares. Big breath in. <sighs> I'm back at it. Just Perfect. from like the Brazil trip and not being able to call and not telling her that I can't, I'm not going to shore that night. And like she knows I'm literally going diving with tiger sharks in the night and then she doesn't hear from me in it for a couple of days. And so, yeah, she gets a little, little worried about that. But whatever, everything always works out. It's all good. <laughs> so we're going to Africa. Yeah, you're uh, going to Africa. Gonna cool. Yeah, the vet poor guys are going to lend us their lodge and their helicopter. And um, and my friend Sarah that runs uh, Heal. It's like um, a pet CBD company. Really, really great products. Um, she has a, her family has a huge big ranch out there. So we're going to go hang out with her and go see the all the, the wildness of Africa and just you know have some have some fun yeah it's gonna be rad i can't wait but oh you know what i did do what uh you probably saw it i took up snowboarding and i'm really um, dude i'm fucking good like not to blow my own horn because i don't i like i'm good so having gone four times like i'm think about being in the paralympics in when i'm 50 but like why not why not how good would that be like there's no one in the Australian Paralympic team with my level of amputation, so that I have no competition to get into my team. Um, <laughs> but I got a snowboarding leg. The guy that designed this snowboarding leg is actually number two in the world. Um, okay, he he's from the states. Uh, so I, I yeah, uh, it's all I want to do now. Like I, right? You know, you know why I like it because not much scares me uh. when you're hurtling down a hill on a giant like ice cream stick and there's literal cliffs and there's no fence there's yeah. nothing to stop you and you don't know how to stop and you're no. just learning how to turn like that's fucking terrifying i love that 
like I have a I have a smile on my I can face see from it. the top of the mountain all the way down the bottom. Even when I'm like scorpion, my fucking board hits me in the <laughs> back of my head. Like at least you got a helmet on. It's fine. It doesn't hurt that much. You just like sure. I worked it out as well. Like I, we we went to me and my buddy went to Big Bear at the end of the season. It was all slushy and icy and stuff. It's all about working the angles, you know. And I kept falling on my ass, and my ass was getting sore. And I worked out like I had my weightlifting arm on, and I got a glove on that hair. And so when I hit my ass, I usually bounce first, and I just stick my hands under my ass, and I ride my hands down, and it doesn't doesn't hurt anymore. So, uh, yeah. So I just need to work out how to snowboard all year round. Okay. Okay. Well, because where you're, because you're there. I mean, you can come. You got to come to Whistler. You got to come yeah. ski. You got to come snowboard with me and Whistler because that'll be Are you good. I ski. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been skiing the past couple of years. I used to snowboard. And then after too many head hits, I switched over to skiing because in my oh, mind, how did, how did you hit your head? What are you talking about? How do you, I don't really hit my head. I hit my ass. And when I like front side and I like jar my heart, I hit my chest. Oh, and I got a, you know, like a broken broken rib, like my ribs are overlapped there from, yeah. um, I'm going to say it was a, um, a, a cage diving accident and not stairs and red wine. Okay. Um, but my ribs are overlapped. So when I land on that, that really hurts. But my, how do you really hit my head? So I would be going, anytime I would get going too fast or whatever, if I, if my back end started to spin this way and then I would go and and throw my head back and my head would smash. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like really... that. Yeah. Okay. Really bad. And I just, it just got to be the point where I didn't enjoy it anymore. So a girlfriend of mine said, Hey, I'll take you. She snowboards, but she's like, I'll take you to Whistler. I've lived here for almost 12 years. And I just started going to Whistler to ski a couple of years ago, which is ridiculous. We would mountain bike in the summer. That's what we do in the summer. But anyway, she goes, I'll take you on your skis. Like I'll, and I'll be slow with, you and I'll teach you how to use skis. So I started skiing last year. And then this year, the difference between last year and this year was I went and did a TBI treatment from a TBI and ah. shit changed, man. And now I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I can scoot. Like did you different. go and do that thing where they put the nodules all over your head at like the brain trauma center? And they like, and then they they try and connect the the frequencies to each part of the brain that have been disrupted from continuous heating. That wasn't one of the things they did, but yeah, I did a whole bunch of that stuff. I was down in Texas for two weeks. Um, Defenders of Freedom, that's the ones I went did the golf tournament for. They put me through the program at the Resiliency Brain Center with Doc G and all of them and Jay and Doc Michelle, and they're doing all cutting edge research. They're yeah, doing I, all different. I did that in San Diego, but yeah, I, um, what I didn't know there was other parts to it. Like I literally just went in. They put this thing in your head and it like zaps your brain. Oh, um, you're talking about RTMS when it goes. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 So that's only one of the tools they do. That's like over a two week period, I would do RTMS three times a day. And then throughout all oh, the rest I only of the did day, it once a day. No, listen, we'll get you fixed. Let me fix you. We can fix you. I'm, I can fix you. I'm, I don't think I'm broken. I'm just, your brain is a bit, it's fine. That's all. I didn't think I was too, until my husband almost died last year from hormone drop and everything from head injuries. He had a bad oh, TBI. Shit. Yeah, it was okay. really bad. Um, and so we couldn't, the doctors in Canada did nothing and they couldn't figure it out. They weren't trying to, and he was just slowly deter like deteriorating quickly. And I finally reached out to a ranger buddy of mine 
And I said, Ron, I need some help. And I just called him crying. No, I was like, we've done everything we can do in Canada and no one will do anything else. And he goes, let me make a call. So that was a Wednesday on Sunday. Brady was down in Texas at the facility doing an intensive two week treatment. And now he's doing great. And it was because Brady had a TBI that had gone untreated for so long from Supercross, And it was, he was just getting worse and worse and worse. And then they were like, oh, we want to get you tested. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. And then I went down and they were like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, fine. <laughs> they're like chronic migraines. You got those? I was like, maybe. We're going white sensitivity. I'm like, maybe. We'll be like, like anger issues. I'm like, nah. Like, what about stomach problems? No. Like, just, I fucking just was checking boxes. And then they're like, wow. you have a TBI. I'm like, ah, so like, let's fix it now. And so I've yeah, been doing some great stuff. stuff. You don't have any issues at all with your life? No. Nothing. No. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm too stupid to realize there's something wrong. Like I just. Or, or just hear me. Yeah. There is stuff that you just won't admit or talk about. No, I have think? no, he- I have no headaches. I have no stomach problems. I like fit. I'm 45. I look pretty Let's good. See. My girlfriend's hot. She's like. Yeah. I mean, you're. <laughs> I didn't, so like, you're- I, you're doing I'm, it. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Good. why, but yeah. And so, you know, I get sometimes I do a lot of public speaking and speaking conferences and sometimes they want me to talk about, you know, overcoming mental illness or depression and things like that. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to talk about that because I'm, you know, I had, I had a, like a bit of depression when I was a teenager and I was self-harming, but that yeah. was like, that was self-induced and, you know, a little environment juice, but so I don't, I don't know how to talk about that stuff. And I wouldn't want to like bring down the quality or the sincerity or, you know, be a dick and say, talk about things, how you can get rid of it or help it or whatever. When I haven't actually been through right. it, that would be, that would be bullshit. Um, and so, yeah, I like, I don't. Um, Thank but good. They, did do, they did do the brain scan and they did say that, you know, they say that, your brain is supposed to speak to each part, each different section on one specific frequency. But when it gets knocked, it can uh, switch the frequency to something else. And then the brain mm-hmm. parts don't communicate properly to each other. So they did say that was out, which is understandable because, you know, I had a lot of head bumps even before I joined the military. Um, but other than that, and the you know, funny thing is, um, while I was doing it, it was down in San Diego and I was hanging out with uh, two of my ex-Navy friends and they, we would like hitting the vapes and drinking 10 white claws every night. Uh, and at the end of the treatment, I went back to LA and I got shingles like bad. <laughs> and I didn't even know what shingles were. I thought that was something you got in the 1600s and they burnt you as a witch. Um, <laughs> That because too. you were made of wood yeah so and i don't i didn't have any medical insurance out here either and so i'm just trying to like tough it out i got this massive rash across my chest and my back that's like blistered and it feels like acid is being dropped on it and the there's hooks underneath the rash they're embedded oh. into my skeletal and my neuromuscular system so every movement every touch is like emanating fire acid agony through my whole body and I couldn't get rid of it and like so 
I'm like on three nights, no sleep. The fourth night, I'm thinking, okay, this is not going away. And I'm like, I haven't slept. I'm like, maybe a warm bath. And I'm I'm literally laying in the bathtub at three o'clock in the morning, nude with with missing two limbs, like crying. Like, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the most pathetic feeling I've ever had oh. like, by myself at home. Nude, like in a warm <laughs> bath with the two limbs off. <laughs> if somebody uh, came in to see that. Oh, oh. my God. Ridiculous. So anyway, I called my buddy. His girlfriend's a nurse. She got me a script and fucking boom. Things were better. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that on day one. What a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> well, we understand there's a learning disability here. It's okay. We understand. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's why I had to join the army. You're a hard learner. That's what my buddy who's a ranger says. He goes, I'm just a hard learner. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We like to learn. I feel like when you learn by making mistakes, it, the, it's cemented in your brain a little yes. more. Yes. I think Although I would like to. I would, I would like to learn things without making those mistakes because sometimes I hurt a lot. Well, I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's, if you're just being careless, then, then don't you deserve it a little bit? Yeah. true. Yeah. Hey, also, yeah. um, I haven't given you shit yet for bailing on Aya. I don't know what Aya is. When you were supposed to come and do ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but look, I did it for a very specific reason because they sent they sent me all the stuff to read about yeah. it. And they're like, you know, we're going to do an interview with you and all this stuff. And they said specifically, don't turn up and say, I'm just doing it because I want to see what happens. And that was literally why I was going. <laughs> you're like, talk about, you know, you're going to face what's, what's wrong with you and what you want to heal. And like I said to you, like, I don't really think there's anything wrong with me. I'm like, I'm pretty good. Um, and so I was like, ah, oh, well, I don't want to be that guy. I was <laughs> just like, I got to make up some shit now. Like, I like, I feel like I, I wouldn't even know what to say. Yeah. Um, so then we'll have to just take you somewhere when it's not like a charity running it where you can just go and no one's going to say that to you. Yeah, we could do that. I um, I've done DMT a bunch of times, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, um, tell me yeah. about it. Um, I, it's, I think people that have done ayahuasca and DMT will say the same thing. Like it's, it's extremely hard to explain. Um, but it it, it wasn't life changing or anything, but it did make me look at the universe a little differently. Like I became. I felt like I became a part of the fabric of space and time. At mm. one point, so I did a, a couple of times over Christmas with some friends up in Big Bear, and then I did it with um, my buddy Dave Meadows uh, and Ryan Curtis X Seals um, in like a very controlled, safe environment. And like I, at Christmas time, I saw like how things were held together, like every object in the room I could see how it was held together um I could see like the matrix like strips of light with runes and letters and all this shit running through it and I'm like this is fucking wild and I could feel like uh like a person just outside of my vision like kind of like on the screen it was like a, 
a person in a, like almost a spacesuit, like here on a, a like a structure. And yeah. my my friend, all my friends I do with are super super knowledgeable about this stuff, and they're like, dude, that's really like advanced to where you are after only having done it like twice. Um, and then the third time was the most hardcore, where I I basically had had to give up everything. I became this almost like an embryo that was just swirling and moving through um, a palette of color, which was what the universe fundamentally was. And I no longer was going to have any connection to the people that I knew, the life that I knew, the things that I knew, everything was gone. And I was now just a part of the universe. And that was going to be for eternity. And it was really terrifying. I did it three times in a row because when I came out the first time, I was like, I was really scared. And that's when most people go, I can't, I don't want to do that again. And I was like, I am always like, okay, I need to go back in there. I need to find out why I need to face this. I need to get over this, this terror that I had because then it'll give me an opportunity to go further and learn why. And so I went in a couple more times and got rid of that fear and just learned to exist. And just like, I, I, I don't know, there wasn't, I couldn't get to the root of if there was a lesson or what the lesson was at all, but the experience was amazing and just kind of made me, I don't know, I, I, I think back on it sometimes and it does make me feel a little calmer, like the, the, everything is going to be what it's going to be. Like, enjoy yourself, be happy, don't get caught up on the little things. Like when I was there, I, I had I had to get used to having nothing. And so now when I come back, I have everything I could ever want. And so like, what, what is there to be upset about? So back to that thing of, we were talking about with gratitude before. Um, I'd like to do it some more times to try and find out if there is a, a more deeper lesson involved in all of this. Uh, and what it's all about. Uh, and I'd highly recommend it to, to people to give it a go uh, in a safe, controlled environment um, and not when you're fucked up. Like if you're, you're going through mental issues or uh, emotional or life problems or relationship problems, that's never a good time to do mushrooms or DMT or, or like maybe ayahuasca because then that you sort of like, you expel all of that uh, from what I understand. I'm no expert. But uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It's interesting to hear you talk about it because for somebody who's not trying to overcome, like when I normally have a conversation with somebody about why they use psychedelics for the most part, it's because they're trying to work on something in terms of overcoming a mental health issue or a trauma or just an experience and they're working through it. And so I often get the, you know, I'm working on, like you said, the mental health, the PTSD, I'm working on the trauma you come at it from a completely different perspective of more of just an exploratory curiosity, which I think is interesting to hear your, what you have to say about your journey and kind of where that takes you in your life, because you really are, you're a vegan. You really do care about your body. You really do care about people it, and it, you're genuine. And I think when I hear you talk about DMT from an exploratory perspective, I hear you talk about community and love and a lot of light and a lot of change that you see the world like and it's a really beautiful thing because if i feel i believe 
Like I'd love to dose all of the water of all of everywhere with, <laughs> with psilocybin yeah. because I feel yeah. like if people just for exploratory, because a lot of people think psychedelics really are just, they're either party people or they're people who are trying to work on themselves. And you can be in the middle where you're just curious and that's okay too. set and setting, check with, make sure that you're not on any medication, all of that previous to, you know, exploring psychedelics because it can be dangerous. But for those that are exploring it, I do love hearing your, your perspective on the world afterwards though, because it's not linked to a trauma or an overcoming of anything. It's linked to just a genuine love. I just want to learn more. I want to learn more. I want to see what the universe really has to offer that we have perhaps been negated from through fluoride in our water, through the minimalization of how powerful we truly are because of the elite ruling class want to keep us all as dumb, stupid plebs that just fucking run in the hamster wheel. Like, what are we truly capable of? What are we truly able to learn and process and understand? That's that's what I want to do. Just a, it's a it's a journey of knowledge and truth. Do you find that it's made a a big impact on how you are day to day? No, no at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> like sometimes I like I'll stop and it, it'll just come and it'll just hold a little place in, in my mind for a little while and I'll think about it and I'll go, okay, why did it come now? Um, you know, what's going on? Um, and I'll think, you know, why did I have that experience? What was in it? And I haven't really come to any, you know, explanation uh, to anything just yet. And I don't need to. Um, sometimes it's just about the journey and that's fine with me. So I, like, I, I just... Do it a few more times uh, when it pops up. I don't go seeking it out. It's kind of like when the universe unfolds to the point where it's there for me to have the opportunity. That's that's how I like to live my life. Just take it a, a day at a time and a week at a time and a month at a time and know that everything's going to be fine no matter what I do and just you know, do the things that I love doing like swimming with sharks and parachuting and snowboarding and loving on my girlfriend and all my friends. and. And you can't go wrong. It, you, you do have it all kind of, it seems like you do have it all kind of figured out to an extent. To an extent. Yeah. I do. Like not to say that I, I don't have shit days, like, of course, but you know, what, find out what your triggers are. Why are you having a shit day? Oh shit. I mixed margaritas with wine and then tequila. Yeah, that could be it. Oh, all right, yeah. well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit on the couch and I'm going to comfort eat and I'm going to watch telly on my big old television and just have a day with the dog and just maybe go for a walk and not talk to a single person all day. And then and then the next day, you know, I've drunk a lot of water. I've had a lot of food. I wake up early in the morning. I'm like, fuck, I feel like I'm going to the gym. And then, boom, my day's off to a great start. Right. So, you know, it's that lesson. Never feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah, it's quite all right to feel bad. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's a normal thing. Yeah, but you you do a ton of working out. You're you're like you were talking about the rock and stuff coming up, but um, you're you're very physically active though, and I think that might might be a big reason why none of the shit that might bother someone else, like being eaten alive, would um, doesn't bother you. Because there's something to physical fitness. There's it's four percent more effective than an antidepressant. I mean, I can't yeah. understand how that wouldn't not help you with your attitude. Plus, it's a really good view at the gym. 
Mm. <laughs> is it the picture of you you're looking at? Is that what you're saying? The picture of you? Uh, how do you know? Um, uh, because I know you well enough. <laughs> Look, it's like, I don't socialize that much. Maybe that's part of the reason why I'm always in such a good mood. I don't deal with human beings that much. I hang out with my dog. Um, but uh, that's kind of like it's the gym is also my little my little social area. Even if I don't talk to a single person, it's always like fist bumps. Hey, go on, there's a wave here, wave there. There's some girls in booty shorts. There's girls in basically nothing, and they're bending <laughs> over and they're they're doing sumo squats. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. And I get to listen <laughs> to my Fifty Cent and my Ed Sheeran and whatever else I'm listening to. And it's just a good time. A couple of hours of feeling good, lifting heavy things up and down, looking at some boobs and booties, and you know, like. What's not to, why doesn't everyone like going to the gym? I don't fucking get it. I don't get it either. Yeah. And then it's but, Venice as well. Venice gold. Oh, yeah. So there's like the freak show, like so funny. Like people, there is a level of narcissism and insanity at that gym that is unrivaled. I would like videos, please. Oh, I can't do that. I, I use my phone in that place because that's what all the, the douches do. No, I can't. I like, know. They, they set them up on tripods and they're not even fit. I'm like, bro, you're not, you don't even have abs. And they're like taking off their shirt doing these ones. Just look at my lap. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you fucking. But they do it in front of other people as <laughs> if they, people are going to be did it like right next to me, this dude. <laughs> and then he went back to his girlfriend, took his shirt off and started doing lunge squats in the middle of the whole room and like i appreciate the level of confidence that you have to do that yeah but there is no reason to take your fucking shirt off in the gym when no one else has their shirt off just because it's gold arnold doesn't come in and take his shirt off like if he if he doesn't do it you don't get to do it you don't get to do it you're not even good looking okay (laughs) be better looking the girls want to do it i have no problem obviously no clearly you have no problem and you have no problem telling him it's a sausage fest as well it's like 80 percent dudes 90 percent dudes most of the time um but it's like a family unit for me and i've been going there for so long now and i kind of stand out with the robot hook and the robot leg so a lot of people want to, you know, through the years have wanted to come out of a chat. So I know all of the people that work there, all of the locals, all the regulars. And so it's just, it is my little family unit down there. I go and do my socializing and then I come home and focus on whatever else I need to focus on. That's great, man. I'm so glad that you have that because that's uh, that community is, is invaluable in, in people's lives yeah. when you're, when you need it, when things are difficult and, and things get, get hard. So what's, so what else is going on? What else is up? So you've got the rock. You got the book. Hopefully, hopefully the rock. Yeah, that'd be really hopefully cool. The rock. Um, they said he, he pushed out at one point. Oh no, they said it went from one week to to two days to eight hours, and he wasn't gonna dive. And then he then he pulled out. And I was like, my so my buddy Mike Ryan is uh, a trainer at Gold's Gym. Like he used to train him and stuff. Um, I called him up because he got some voicemail messages from him the other day. I'm like, hey. Mike, you need to hit your boy Dwayne up. Like, call him out. Tell him he's a pussy if he doesn't do Shark Week. Uh, I don't know if he did or not, but like two days later, I got a call from production saying, "Hey, might might still be on with the Rock." So save those dates. I'm like, yeah, right. I'll just prepare as best as I can in two weeks because um, I haven't. I've never seen him in person, but apparently he's like he's huge. 
He's giant right now. He's like more, he's bigger than usual. He was just filming a movie, I believe, where he was this massive, very big guy. He's just like, I'm going to, I gotta try and pick his brain because he's old too, isn't he? He's like he's older than me. He's got to be close to fifty. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick his brain and find out how he does that. Like genetics is one thing, but when you're hitting fifty, like and your testosterone some... is slowly dropping. I mean, come yeah, on. you like what is what is he taking? It's like, have you seen uh, Chris Hemsworth in the new Thor? Like the no. trailers yet? No. Woo, dude is. Huge. Don't tell like me that. Massive. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to think for Thor? Sheesh. Yeah, a little bit. It's fine. I reckon I... His, uh, his movies are the best. Like Taika Waititi, that director, he's incredible. All of his Is movies he... are amazing. Hunt for the Wilder People, Jojo Rabbit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what else did he do? He did, uh, I think he might have done Deadpool 2 as okay. well. Okay. Um, he did some of the the Boba Fett series. Um, like he's all over the place. Like, what an incredible director! That's, I mean, he's just a great act. Like, Chris is a great actor in general. I say yeah. Chris as if like I'm more friends with him. Like Chris Hemsworth. I mean, is he like hey, oh, Chris? Chrissy? Oh, Chris. No, he's he's a great actor, but he's not my free pass. I have a free pass. Who's that? Tom Hardy. Really? <laughs> oh man, you're like you like the, the rough and tough looking dudes. Okay. His, 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 t- his teeth are all jacked up. He's actually very little as well. Hey, listen, I'm not looking at his face. <laughs> just like, his traps. Yeah, we're just I'm occupied with with just <laughs> all that he is as an actor. He is like he does it for me, like hands down. Like, and you know the best part about all of this is. You know, when like you have that conversation with your spouse, which you will one day, when you're like, who's your free pass? Because you're, you're going to want to have that conversation. Yeah. And then and then you're like, well, it's, it's I don't know. I might not because I might actually meet mine. Here's the thing. <laughs> I said that to my husband recently. I said, it's getting, I'm getting dangerously close to my free pass. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever, send me photos. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I want to have him on the show. I want to have him on the show. I want to have, I'd like to have both. I'd like to have Chris Hemsworth and him on the show because I'm curious about them as human beings, but because they both come from very different types of backgrounds, um, Mm. Tom as well. And so, but I was, I had a guy on the show, Matthew, um, Matthew, I never say his last name, right? It's it leech. He was in band of brothers. Um, you don't say leech properly. No, but I think it's because it's pronounced like, it's spelled leech a with like an oh, e okay. so i think it's leech but i think it's pronounced it's it's english but okay. um anyway i had him on the show and he's hilarious and he's a really great guy and um we were talking and i told him about the free pass and he's like i'll just text tom and i was like don't. <laughs> i was yes. like don't don't do it don't, i don't know if don't. i could do i don't know if i could do an interview with him i don't know if i could i don't I genuinely don't know if I can hold it together. I can hold it together for <laughs> anybody, for anybody. I don't care. You're a normal person, but if you mm-hmm. put him in front of me and he's like, and he says my wow. name, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we need to make this happen. It's, no, it'd be embarrassing. Just so we it could hear be, the splash. 
Oh, I know. That's what Brady said. I was like, I might just fucking slide right off my chair and be one of those. So like, like that's just the truth of it. And I got no shame admitting that. Cause that's going to be out somewhere. Someone's going to repeat that one day. It's going to get out of control, but I'm, I'm, I'm so close. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't like, it's curious to hear, like, I, I'd be wondering, I'm thinking, listening, thinking about the audience, like, Imagine the vast amount of different people that everyone listening to this episode would be like, oh, yeah, I've got that one. I've got, like, the, yeah. imagine the amount of different people that it would be. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know who mine would be. Like, it would. It used to be, um, what's that chick that was in the notebook? Oh, Rachel McAdams. Wow, that was quick. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Uh, Thank yeah, you, uh, Brain Resiliency Clinic, for that. That's on you. <laughs> Fine. Uh, she, yeah, she's hot. She's Canadian she, too. Yeah, she she was. I don't know. I haven't seen her in she anything was. for a long time. Yeah, well, I haven't seen her in. She hasn't been in anything for ages. So I think the last thing I saw her in was Aloha. And that was terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the chick that plays Wanda, one of the oh the oh um, um uh, she's from Israel. The IDF. Chick? Oh, really? Yeah, she was in the IDF military. She played a Wonder no, Woman. No, no, that, no, no, that's Wonder Woman. No, oh. I'm talking about um, Wanda. No, I don't. I didn't see it. From the Avengers. I don't a little, watch little all chick of those. With things. The, the fingers. Oh, the, her. Uh, yes. One of the old, yes. The old really? Kids. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, really, I don't have to think real, about this. She seems real innocent. I mean, let, let's walk through this because I think. Brady's used to be, my husband's used to be Rihanna. And then I think ScarJo is a safe bet for both Rihanna? of us. Yeah, ScarJo's yeah, right up there. She's uh-huh. just naturally ridiculous. Um, M- Mila Kunis. Uh, Big eyes. I I, her, her in movies and TV, smoking. But I haven't seen a lot of her very good looking in real life um i did yell at i did yell at jessica alba once i was pretty impressed with her so she you yelled at her yeah it was all it was all in fun it was in jest um so me me and andy from shark week were doing some publicity and we're on a morning talk show and she was on before us and uh so then we get on so her and her crew take off and me and andy get on there and we're waiting we're just about to start and and Jessica Alba and her crew had gone the wrong way and they start walking back in front of the cameras. And so I go, Jessica Alba, get <laughs> off my set. And she turned around and he had a, had a little laugh and then kept going. So I'm not sure if what I did was intelligent or not, but I just I just decided that's what I was going to do. I yelled at Jessica Alba. You just went for it. You just went yeah. all in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Paul. She okay. was stunning in but real she life. She is gorgeous. Like, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're getting like, what? Who cares? Hot chicks. Hot I dudes. mean, just like, my point. Hey, listen, that my point was. It? We're we grasping at straws for conversation right now. No, I was enjoying that conversation. I don't think we grasp <laughs> at straws. I can have a conversation with you for six to seven hours, but fine. We'll cut it there. We'll just have you on again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I got to go. I got to go eat and lift weights. All right, so you go and, eat, and, go lift weights. And eat, eat steroids, apparently. Hey, if that's what gets it done. I don't think then... it's going to matter two weeks' time. No. <laughs> Actually, if you just go hard, just go real hard for, like, just, just for a couple of weeks, it'll help. Yeah, okay. You'll bulk up. Kate, give, the social, <laughs> give everyone your socials again so they can follow you and get your book when it comes out. 
Paul D. Gelder. Very easy. It's just my name. That's it. I keep it simple. Not like robot diver or anything like that. Shark, I mean, super, I don't, I you don't should probably nothing. have that trademark though. Paul de Gelder. Robot, no. what, robot super diver. Yeah. <laughs> That's like yeah. a toy that has different attachments. Dude, what are you know. doing? How do I Go not have Maytel. an action man toy yet? Like, How does they should Discovery be like, Channel? Pull, pull off my arm, put on like a laser beam or like a something. Yes. Like, I don't know, a shark grappling hook. So call up Shark Week and Discovery no, and say they don't, give a, they don't give a fuck about us. They, honestly, they don't care. They only they only publicize the sharks. They're like honestly, and I like I don't care about being a celebrity. I just want to have fun and adventures and make enough money to be comfortable and not have to like be poor. Um, but they don't. You think about any other TV show. They they have the hosts and everyone on doing TV shows and circuits mm-hmm. and ambassadors and deals and all that shit nothing they don't even publicize us they only promote the sharks which is understandable it's shark week it's not shark week host week um i get it but at the same time it'd be nice to be promoted a bit to possibly have the opportunity to branch into other endeavors and grow in this career with that that shits me that they don't promote the stars of the show just well, the co-stars of the show. If I were you, I would be taking it upon myself to start going to Maytel and other toy companies and other things. And I would, <laughs> and I would walk it. I'm, dude, I'm dead serious. And I would say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I want to make. And I want to bring it to them. And then I would walk into Discovery and go, you're welcome. Where's my raise? I just got a toy series for Shark Week with us in it. And you're going to donate some of the money to the sharks. I th- Trust me. Look at me. There's a play there and you know it. And I'll take there my is. 5% after that. Or just get me to hang out with you in sharks. That's all I ask. That's all I need from just you in come. life. Just come. I've got a trip in September. I know. It's very expensive, though. It is very expensive. My How basement about... flooded. Oh, no. How about pay pay the fee? So it's five grand, I believe. Yeah. I can I can take you pay the five and I'll give you the two back and cut my fee out of it. Oh, 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 oh. oh. five days. Five days, all free food, all free beer and wine, hot tub on the boat, three full days of cage diving with the biggest great whites in the world. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. Okay, stop. Bro. All right, fine. We'll text about it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Everyone go follow Paul and his shenanigans and then obviously, you know, buy his book when it comes out though, okay? Right? Okay. If you want. Maybe. Stick with me. Whatever. See you guys next week. <laughs>